This was music that was the theme for World Cup when it was in Japan and South Korea. It's in Qatar now, and uh, nobody talks about the football really much. Roger Faulkner likes to. He's the man who brought World Cup to Michigan and to America, and he's on our AT&T line right this very moment, living in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, and uh, a subject of His Majesty now. Welcome back to the program. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Michael Patrick. Are you going to spend a lot of time reading these three books that are coming out about the royals this week? I've already seen some of the excerpts. One of them is all about Her Majesty, and the other is all about uh, William and Kate and how they're not getting along with Harry and Meghan and all the rest of that. Are you diving deep? <laughs> well, not yet, because with 64 World Cup matches in a period of a month, and it's a little absorbing, so I, I haven't got around to uh, to the Harry book yet. I, I would be interested in it, but uh, my goodness, what a strange world we live in. Well, I'm looking forward. we got to do a whole hour, I think, on these books because they've been really interesting so far. But let's talk about today. What would it like to be in Qatar and attending the USA-Iran game? Incredible. Incredible. I, I have some experience because I was at Leon in 1998 when the U.S. played Iran. And uh, we lost we lost that game. We had a terrible World Cup in 1998. But uh, but the Irani people that we traveled with and, and were with in the, in the stands were, were incredible. It was so nice. And, I mean, we have such a negative opinion of, of parts of the Middle East and of Iran in particular. But we're not playing against the government of Iran. We're playing against the a team that represents the people of Iran, who basically we support in a lot of respects at the moment. But the political overtones to this are incredible. The BBC this morning called it the most politically charged World Cup match that's ever been played. I mean, here's Iran providing drones to Russia, and, 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 and while we're supporting Ukraine, and, and a history that goes back to, my goodness, uh, installing the Shah in, in 1953. I mean, we've been at each other's throats for 50, 70 years now. Let me ask you this. This is a crazy fantasy. But if I understand correctly, Iran does not need to win to move on, correct? Well, they could they could move ahead with a tie, yes. They've got three points. We've only got two. So uh, if, if they get a point from this, they're at four and we're at three. So they're ahead of us. And England will almost certainly go through by beating Wales, and, and they will, uh, they'll they be in first place. But yes, you're correct. Iran can, can go through with a tie. We will go through if we win. But Iran uh, mm. tends to play very defensively. They've got a lot of good players. We tend to think of Middle Eastern soccer not very good, and, and certainly Qatar's team was pretty awful. But they have a lot of players playing in the German first division and the Greek first division, and they, they, they're good players. And Wales had 62% possession against Iran, but Iran was able to counterattack and get two goals right at the end of the game and, 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 and beat Wales comfortably. It's going to be a very difficult game. We'll have to break them down. We've got to find goals from somewhere. We've only scored one in the two games we've, we've had in, uh, in Qatar so, so far. But it, it's going to be very difficult. What happens to those Iranian players if they lose today, and even more so if they dare show any kind of sign of uh, uh, being disconnected with their government? Well, I suspect they could be in a lot of trouble. There, there are rumors that their families have been threatened when they, mm -hmm. they did not sing the national anthem at the opening of the first game. 
Um, they have one of the players has spoken out particularly about the uh, Masa Amini uh, death in custody. The uh, young girl who did not wear the uh, the Iraqi the, the Iraqi ladies' uniform, and uh, I, I think they could be they could be in some trouble. Um, they're in a very difficult position. Uh, it's it's a movement, obviously, that we that we tend to we all support. We support the Iranian people in this protest, and uh, and uh, they maybe feel emboldened by that level of support that they're feeling from around the world. But it uh, when they get back to Tehran, uh, it could be a bit uh, could be a bit different. When the game is over, is it custom in World Cup to shake hands or? embrace the other team in any kind of visible way yeah it, it is in 1998 the uh, the iranian team gave the the u.s team white roses at the end of the game the oh. it is customary they they exchange shirts in many instances <clears throat> but so, so i don't think there's going to be en- any enmity between the players per se um, but, but, but at the other level between the countries, it's it's enormous, absolutely enormous. That's why I wonder if you know, like, if the Iranian government watches uh, what happens after, and they see Iranians embracing Americans, it uh, it might upset them very much. I don't know. I, I think it doesn't seem to take very much to upset them. But it's no, it does. I mean, uh, there was a press conference yesterday, and, and the. The questions that the U.S. team's head coach was asked were extraordinary. He was asked about U.S. immigration policy. He was asked about why we had cruisers in the in the Persian Gulf. Uh, he was asked about why we had stripped the Islamic Republic image from Iran's flag on the U.S. Soccer Federation's website. I mean, it was it was not about soccer. It was purely political. And uh, they're they're defending their their situation by saying, "Well, we have public, we have human rights problems in the United States, which we do to a certain extent." But uh, it's it's just overridden so much of the soccer. I just hope we get two weeks now. We're halfway through. We've played thirty-two of the sixty-four games, and I just hope the next two weeks we focus on the soccer, the football. We don't focus on these extraneous elements. We can discuss the. Two hundred and seventy-five dollars a month that the imported labor in, in 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 Qatar struggles on, and the way they've treated LGBTQ people, and, and mm-hmm. their policies in Qatar, and the policies in Iran. I hope we can forget all these things for two weeks, enjoy the football, and then after that we can get down to resolving some of the political issues, which will never be resolved, of course. And no, uh, I think. You know, I think if you go there to these games, you don't. Do you not have to show the same courtesy you would show going to any other country? I mean, you wouldn't go into Thailand and step on the money with the king's face or show the bottom of your feet to somebody. I mean, don't you just have to sort of adapt and not go poke them in the eye with your own? You know? Yes, yes, you should do. You should do. We can't. Uh, we can't enforce our entire ethics and, and, and uh, lifestyle on, on other countries. And, uh, you know, we've, we've tried that over the years, and, and it's uh, not always been very successful. And I think the, uh, from what I read, the fans themselves have, have behaved relatively well in, 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 uh, in Qatar, uh, although many of them are staying in Dubai and flying in a 70-minute flight to get there for every game they go to. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. Huh. And the other, I, have, I have other friends who are staying in two hundred dollar a night containers, which are air really? conditioned, 
and uh, yeah, it's extraordinary because just don't have the hotel rooms. It, uh, the population mm. of, of, of Qatar is something like uh, two million. Only three hundred thousand of them are, are Qataris. The rest are immigrants, and uh, they don't have the hotels. They, uh, mm. I mean, they, they spent so much money building this structure. I mean, this reminds me of the LIV situation. You know, it's sports washing, spending all hey, the money. Roger, do the do the container rooms have mini bars? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Alcohol is another little problem. It's one of the reasons I'm still in the United States this week. <laughs> Me too. God bless you. We'll uh, enjoy the game and talk tomorrow. Roger Faulkner. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors. However, whenever and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Well, I'm doing my holiday shopping here at Dusty Cellar, and I run into the very festive Matt Rhodes. Things are looking great here at Dusty Cellar. Thanks, Michael. Looking for a very busy holiday season. We have great wine inventory, our popular gift baskets, which are great for both family and corporate gift giving. I like looking over these gift baskets that are ready to go, and can I order some ahead of time as well? Yep, we take orders for gift baskets for local delivery, shipping via UPS, or in-store pickup. You know, gift cards are always a good idea, too, and they can be redeemed in the cellar and in the wine bar and at the tap room, or whatever the person likes. And that's the great thing about our gift cards. The retail, wine bar, casual fine dining, the tap room, our neighborhood pub. Okay, I just need some gift baskets, a 6 for 66 wine club, and some gift cards for friends and business associates, too. Cheers, Michael Patrick. Happy holidays. Do your shopping at Dusty's Cellar with me. Meet some friends for the holidays. Too and have a little fun while you shop. Maybe a glass of wine for yourself. Grand River, a little east of Meridian Mall, dustycellar.com.